This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. And welcome to the Reds Report, sponsored by the Terrorstore.com. See, Steve, I got it in three seconds. Well done, mate. Excellent. Ah, thank you. That's thank another you. cup for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking back at a well, very successful championship season for Valerian Ismail and his young Reds, and also a looking ahead of uh, the first leg of the semi-final of the playoffs, uh, Barnsley versus Smudzy on Monday evening at Oakwell. With us, as always, he's the yin to my yang, and when I'm playing football, he's the Charlie to my chaplain. It's uh, Steve Andrew. Steve, how are you uh, doing? Uh, good evening, sir. Very well, thank you. Um, also with us, um, when I say veteran, I mean he's been on quite a few times, nothing else. Leon Wopshell from the Yorkshire Post. Leon, how are you doing? Veteran, that's what my wife calls me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. Excited for the playoffs. No, been a long season, but we should, we should be good this um, and also with us is um, Ian Hope. Now, it used to be the halftime pie. He's now reinvented himself. He, he, he chats about all things football, but mainly the Reds. That's about right, isn't it, Ian? It is, yes. Fantastic. Thanks for, listen, uh, having, me, thanks for having me on. That's no problem at all. Um, listen, first of all, um, we'll start with you, Leon. What an amazing feat for... Um, not only the team, but the club and everybody that works there, that our season is still going. Because yeah. I think everybody would have been happy with fourth or fifth from bottom. Um, yeah. And, well, that didn't turn out as expected, did it? Well, it's just it's just Hollywood stuff, isn't it? I mean, we all remember obviously watching the scenes at, at Griffin Park, staying up by the skin of the teeth. Then, obviously, start to next season, a um, little bit ropey. Was it seven games in? No victory. The manager, you know, and the manager's gone, and he, you know, for all intents and purposes, it looked like another, another dogfight, didn't it? And then, but then, yeah. obviously, something magical has has happened. There's probably no other real real word to dis- describe it. I mean, the the club have done well with their appointments the last uh, 
the last um, three really, obviously getting um, getting Daniel in and getting Gerhard initially, but um, this guy's taking it on to a whole whole new level, hasn't he? He's, yeah. He's total class. He's a leader, and um, things just snowballed over, um, in December, and it's been it's been unbelievable, unbelievable. Ian, when when did you start sort of believing that this could be a season more about just survival? I think when they're in the middle of that run after the Chelsea defeat, um, to be honest, I mean, I wrote, uh, I think before Christmas, I'd have took uh, mid-table mediocrity, to be honest, for a season after so many ups and downs, even going back to probably the playoffs in 2016. They have unfortunately been a bit of a yo-yo club between either too good for League One, not quite good enough for the Championship. And I think after what happened last season at Brentford, you'd have took, well, you said fourth and fifth and bottom, but you'd have, you'd have took mid-table and no dramas. Yeah. But I think I think you saw bits of it before Christmas, but I think once that run kicked in after the Chelsea game, you, you, you started to think something's happening here. Mm. Yeah. Steve, when Valeria and Israel came in, um, I remember, um, you know, we had, to, we had to use Wikipedia, other websites. Out oh, I used, I had to call in loads of favours to get to to get <laughs> to know even the slightest little bit about him, didn't I? What? Because the appointments, I mean, Leon referred to it, the appointments of Stendhal got us up at the first time of asking Struber, um, you know, we, we stayed up under Struber and then Valerian Ismail came in and, and all three sort of like, like that style of football. If you look at Valerian Ismail, yes, um, in the transfer window, he, he added some players. Liam Kitchen, we've not really seen much of, but Carlton Morris and Daryl DK, who we, we come. But for, for large parts, these are the same team. This is the same group as last season. What is he doing different? Because we seem to be getting an extra 10, 15% out of every one. And when you've got 11 on the pitch, that makes a big difference. I think Leon actually hit it nail on head. Um, he's taking it up to that next level. Um, Stendhal, I mean, we all love Stendhal, um, brought us back up. Struber, in a way, just sort of kept us there, but only just. Um, I, I've got to be honest, he, 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 I'm not saying he brought anything new to the team. He just sort of maintained it. I suppose he was just looking after it in a way for when for when Ishmael stepped in. I mean, we've said it many times, Ishmael just came out of nowhere and managed to find out a few bits and bats about him when he was when he was appointed, uh, a little bit of background and stuff. I think the main thing that people knew about him was that he'd had a season at Palace and, and that he'd been at Bayern Munich. But other than that, a um, little bit of dipping his toe in managerial waters but other than that, you know, we knew nothing. Yet he's come in with a style. Uh, he's got a, an aura about him that just seems to inspire players. I mean, the players that we've we've got now mainly are the players we had at the start of the season. Uh, like you say, he's brought a couple in. Don't forget Callum Britton, your favourite. You know, he's come in and it, it ground running. Um, but it's just what he's done mentally. We know the fitter, that fittest have been since I've been watching them. They really are. But he's just instilled a confidence um, that they just seem to be to be feeding off. It's, is there a degree of luck here as well, Leon, that, um, you know, the only reason he was available or, you know, as to, to, to be appointed is because he was sacked, suspended, whatever, by Lask because he started training with his, his, his team, was it two or three days before some yeah. physical contact yeah. was, was allowed? 
Um, and yeah. we don't have much luck as a club. That's probably the best bit of luck we've ever had, isn't it? Yeah, abs- absolutely. I mean, there was obviously what was the other guy? It was Zoniga, wasn't it? He was the other Zoniga. One. Yeah, was, yeah. Was, was in for it. Um, yeah, I mean, um, Kaysera, Sera is what will be. Things have things have really really dropped into place. I mean, yeah, I think obviously he's he's tremendous on the training ground. But just I think just think getting those wins in. I mean, he got he got a couple of good wins in November. November, but that little run in December when you're winning tight games. You know, I think they must have won about five or six, I think, in December, didn't you know? Sort of, sort of two one, and and for all his good work on the training ground, you know, players want to follow someone who's who's a winner. You know, you yeah. get him, you get him results, and you think, well, yeah, this this guy, you know, really knows what he's what he's doing, and he's, I think he's got that. Um, Steve's right, that aura. That's a big word. He's played for some big clubs, and you don't get any bigger than Bayern Munich. He's He's been around, you know, top class, world class footballers in in his time playing. He's ultra professional. Um, I say they had they had that great December, which everyone start start to believe. And I think the impressive thing as well is obviously they had a bit of a dodgy January, and then they obviously kicked on um, massively after that. And I think an interesting thing as well is that you know two of the really um, Big games, if you like, where they've learned this season, it's probably in defeats, isn't it? Everyone points the, the the Chelsea game as being the game breaker, but it was interesting. I thought what he said in the press last week. He mentioned the Cardiff game as well, yeah. very early yeah. in his reign. Um, I mean, if you think Cardiff are a bit of a prototype championship strong physical team at the best, aren't they? Yeah. Um, um, they the sort of battered Barnsley on the day, and I think he, he's a really smart guy. And he learned so much from that. And I thought that was really interesting and just a really smart cookie. And, um, you know, just he's just been different class, hasn't he, in, in every aspect. He, he mentioned, didn't he, the, the games he's learned from uh, Cardiff, Chelsea and then Brantford. Yeah. I'm not very good with stats. I can't remember us, us losing two games in a row since Ismail took over. I mean, we might have done. Um, maybe during January we'll have done, but I, I can't. He always seems to, if, if, if there is a, a, a bad defeat... We always come back and either draw or win the next match. I mean, I could see Steve Cog sort of slowly turning because they take. It's no good asking me, mate. <laughs> I haven't got my care on it. Well, I ended... care is not here, so I don't know. <laughs> well, I think before this, I did I did a little bit of um, a few stats, and I think one of the things that jumped up was a bit that that term bounce back ability, because what you were saying about some of the defeats, there was a couple of a couple of games that stood out for me. Um, the defeats, they lost to Bournemouth 4-0 at home in front of the Sky cameras and Bournemouth yeah. just looked, looked top class at that part. I thought they are going, they're going to win the league or, or they're pushing Norwich all the way. Yeah. But they bounced back and they had, I think it was Wickham on a Tuesday or Wednesday night after it and it was a bad weather and it was a, it was a proper slog and they made it difficult. But, but they won it 2-1 and a few people uh, commented and said 12 months ago they'd have drawn that, they'd have lost that game. Oh. Um, and it was like they lost... When they lost at Swansea in the league, they, they bounced back with uh, a couple of victories against Huddersfield and Rotherham yeah. over Christmas. Yeah. And it's that kind of... Uh, and it's not just that run after after uh, the Chelsea game. Um, they lost at Cardiff and then won at Derby and beat Forest at home. And it just jumps out at you that... And you always, I always used to think, like Alex Ferguson always used to say, if his team like went on a big run and then they lost, he'd straight away go, right, go back on another run. 
you've got to go another 15 games unbeaten. And it's almost like what we've been saying about uh, Ismail. He almost then sets the bar again and goes, right, we've lost. You've got to bounce back and go on another run. And that's kind of what they've done. They've got a yeah. little mini runs. And I think you, suddenly you get six points out of nine then, as opposed to roll on from a defeat to a couple of draws. They bounce back. And that's what's kept them in that sort of top six because they've, they've just bounced back. Yeah, and, and that's what got him the job almost, isn't it? Because that's what the team was unable to do under Struber. Three draws in the first seven matches. But we could never find that winner. Steve, for you, obviously, you're going to meet him, not in person, because you said to me, away, Stan, but on Monday. Well, I'll be waving. I'll be waving of to course him. I'm sure, he know, I'm sure he knows who I am. Of course he will. Of course he will. What is it that, as a fan, you like about him? Is it just that he makes our team win and gets us to the playoffs? Or is there something when you hear him in the press before matches, post match, that you think that's what we've been missing? No, I think I think the thing with Ishmael, which is 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 so much different. Struber used to stand on edge at box um, and you know shout a few things now and again, or it seemed to be like that. But you look at Ishmael, and again, you just look at his demeanour, the way that he is. He's you know football fans like to see a manager that's getting involved. The, you know, there's not many that say, oh, yeah, I like my manager. Just sit down there for 90 minutes and, you know, don't bother saying no. You don't hear football supporters say that. You want your, your manager to be as involved um, as you are. So you look at Ishmael and he's always stood up. Don't It's very, very rare you see him sat down. In fact, I can't remember him sitting down. Um, he's always watching. He's always moving. He's always shouting. Uh, and some people might say, unless he's going to sort him out, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what I mean? Supporters, let's face it, we are simple folk. We're like a footballer who will run through a brick wall, and we're like a manager that's going to get involved. And I think the thing with Ishmael is he does get involved. You can see that it is, it's his life, it's his passion. Yeah. But he speaks so well as well. He talks about the game, he talks about strengths, weaknesses, players, tactics and what have you. And when he does when he does speak, people listen to him. And I think now, unfortunately for us, other people are now listening to him. Um, one of the differences for me, I think, it, 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 because you can say it's his man management, but I don't know, because I'm never a training. But I, I, I found examples of, for instance, Struber. Um, I, I can't remember what game it was, but Civic made a mistake and it cost us a goal. And he didn't come back second half. Wow. Valerian Ismail very much seems like the manager that knows these are young and they will. The only way to rectify a mistake is by not doing it again, especially in, in that match, isn't it? He brought well, Civic ended up in bloody Belgium, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he, he went to heart. Game. Yeah, he went to heart. In Belgium, again, not a minute of football. He trained, but he never got a single minute of football, but he brought him back. Um, people were worried. Uh, last week, because obviously a little niggle for Alex Mowat. Even without Mowat, we faced Norwich and we gave him one hell of a game. Jasper Moon, you know. Um, what have you seen from him in the press conferences, Leon? That Has any player ever said that he does anything different to the other coaches? Or is it just that, you know, they can knock on the door if they say, I feel like this or I don't know what to do with that? Because to me, he's just one scary dude. But he can be because we're in the playoffs. Yeah, he he looks the part, doesn't he? I mean, he was obviously a tall, strong centre half back back in the day, and it, and you mentioned Toby because well, that's that's a good example, isn't it? I mean, it, it obviously, you know, he 
He'd had the time in Belgium. He'd not, he'd not played. I mean, before that, he'd been to Hearts. That had got stopped because of COVID and he'd got glandular fever. He'd obviously been um, um, pushed on the outside by Stuber. He probably came back to Barnsley thinking, well, I don't know what's, what's you know, what's, what's my future going to be? Am I going to be a part of it? And straight away... Um, Struber sort of took his arm round him, if you like, and said, "Look, I've seen, I've seen your clips. I like you. You, you know, you get your chance here." And that must have been massive for for Civic in, in his season. That, and that's that's really good management, isn't it? You know, man management. Yeah. I think equally as well. I mean, I, I don't know the full ins and outs, but he obviously saw something he didn't like in in Elliot Samoas in terms of taking things uh, perhaps seriously on the training ground and. He made his man out very quickly about him, and he said, "Look, you know, I, I can't be having this." And he, uh, you know, he moved him on. And you know, I, I think he's new school and old school, isn't he? I think he's got old old school um, man management values, but new school in terms of his approach on the, um, you know, on the training ground. And he's great in press conferences. I like, how he can be a little spiky sometimes. I know that, you know, a few teams have had digs rival managers at Barnsley's style, and he's, you know, he's jumped in and and really defended the. Head of the corner, but he um, he he likes winning, doesn't he? I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that's clear. And he's a winner. And when his standards aren't reached, he um, he clearly lets players know about it. Yeah. And um, Ian, um, he he took over a squad that was probably a bit low in confidence. Maybe still, you know, 15 percent um, elation of, of of staying up. Um, and the first changes that he sort of made is he's put Woodrow back in the number nine position rather than sort of deep at number 10 and Alex Mowat slightly further up the pitch. I mean, they were quick wins, but we also saw like, like Leon says, Simo West, um, Clark O'Dor, you know, he's on the bench every single match. I can't remember him having more than maybe 10 minutes throughout the season. If he's had any time, um, Leon, is, is, do you think that certain certain managers just stick with certain players? Because that's how he came over to me. For Struber, it felt to me, was very much like, these are my guys that are going to do it. He didn't tr- trust Berg, so Berg went out. But Ritzmeier was week in, week out. And a lot of fans never really saw that much or that consistency in, in Ritzmeier. As a fan, how, how did you see that, Ian? No, I, think, I think you're right. I think Struber had his favourites. And a lot of the supporters wondered why Ritzmeier was getting picked every week. Um Whereas Ismail's come in and he definitely set his bar high from the word go, and he did. Um, players got shipped out. You could you could just sense with the quotes he was giving that were he was he was making a point, but almost kind of saying, "Well, the door's not shut for some of them. You can come back, but you've got to basically be professional." And and he, right. he clearly set it out very early on and, and 99% of the squad bought bought into it. Um so yeah he he I think I think the terminology of old school and new school is absolutely bob on because he is he's, he's you could imagine he's he's the type that he'll roll at you but he's also put an arm around you and I'm sure there are there are various players out there that some need the arm around them and some need the rollicking and, and he knows which ones need which at the right times to do it as well. And you see how he at the final whistle how he embraces his players um and almost squeezes them to death and and you but you can just sense that they will go through brick walls for this man and and yeah, that's been yeah, evident evident all season and and i think um i think there's something written not long ago you know that the town have become very uh proud of the team and and the fact that during this difficult time they are sweating you know blood sweat and tears for the cause and that's from the manager 
he set the stall out and the players have followed and gone with him. Steve's back in video. Um, Steve, we've done various interviews in uh, the team behind the team feature where we talk to the secretary and other people. Um, the parting shot of the previous manager, still early in the season, was that he felt that the board didn't share his ambition. Surely he must have a maybe a bit of scrambled egg on his face now because the board backed this manager with a strike called Daryl DK and Carlton Morris, who have done reasonably well for the club. Um, somebody like a Michael Solbauer, age 30, got a, a contract, obviously, earlier in the summer to, to, to remain a Barnsley player, where normally 26, 27 is, is, is the cutoff. Um, do you feel that maybe there is more trust in Ismail because of the results that they're getting? I think after, after probably what happened with Stendhal and then what happened with Struber, um, I think the board's sort of changed the perspective a little bit. Um, I, I think they were going down a road that wasn't helping the club. Yeah, we know all about the stats-based players and, and, and looking at the spreadsheets and all that sort of thing. But the, I think before, well, before actually Struber went, you know, we had, we had all the queries about the stadium, what's going to happen, that came out. And, and I mean, that's not being resolved either. But it's as though with Ishmael, they've sort of tried to change um, what could possibly have been set in stone before. They've probably looked at themselves and thought, well, hold on a minute, maybe if we do this a little bit differently, it'll, it'll, you know, it'll work out better, not just for the club, but for... Because let's face it, there were, there were dissenters in the crowd. People were, you know, about the board and about signings and stuff like that. And it's as though they've taken it all on board. Uh, and I'm not saying they've, they've changed everything, but you, you, you've got to say that they, they must have looked at it and thought, well, perhaps we can do this a little differently, do that a little differently. Um, and let, let's face it, yeah, signings-wise, um, I can't say we've had a bad signing at all. Uh, they've all been all right. You know, we didn't know about DK. Let's face it, there were some dissenters on on, on social media when he first came because his first game, it weren't brilliant. He just looked like a big big lad that were throwing his centre about. So, you know, and you get dissenters like that on one game, but you can't know about it. But it's it's turned out yet again to be what a shrewd bit of business. And let's be honest, if we do end up, God, I hope we do end up keeping him. What a signing that's going to be. And that is down to contacts through Dame Murphy, through Tamor, through their contacts in America. Uh, it's all down to them. They take the credit for it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's fair to say that the, the, the database approach they take in, in signing players, I think that came into question when um, Struber bore people in like Richmeier and some other Austrians and Germans. And it felt a little bit like they looked at the list but maybe more where they came from rather than who was at the top of that. Well, it were like his, it were like his mates. It were like a boys' club to a certain extent. I mean, Rich Meyer, I were one at first ones to say that first couple of games, he could have taken Alas's bra off with that left foot. It were fantastic. But I could say that, something, but I'm not. No, don't <laughs> kill me. Uh, but it, it were just as though then it was he weren't fighting for his place, so he'd, he'd become complacent. So then, yeah, people do get on his back performance goes downhill and then he's shipped out but that's the way it is yeah 
And Leon, records have been set by this team again this season. You know, the number of away wins, the, 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 yeah. the, the winning run that we had. Um, I was going to say not wanting to put you on the spot, but I realised I sorted out. And if, um, if you could pick, let's say, three players for a Yorkshire Post team of the season, um, obviously yeah. all Barsley fans want at least 18 of us in, but that's not possible. We'll get a few in, don't we? I mean, I, I did an interview last week um, and, and they asked me to highlight players and blah, blah, blah. And I actually talked about Romel Palmer because I think lots of people talk about everybody in the team, except maybe for yeah. the goalkeeper, for Civic. And for Amal Palmer, because everybody talks about the front three, everybody talks about Britain and Styles and DK. And um, who have been the sort of the standout standout performance? And that might not be the number of games, the number of games they played or how often they scored. Who've been standout performers for you this season for Barnsley so far? Oh well, there's been there's been a hell of a lot, hasn't it? Let's let's face it. I, I think if I had to if I had to pick three, I would I would definitely go. Uh, you've got to go for Alex Mowat. He's the he's the leader of the pack, isn't he? And you know, he's done a, a pretty passable impersonation of, of Conor Hurahan, hasn't he, from, from a few years ago. I mean, that <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> yeah. That battle, I mean, that battle on a bit of a side note, that'll be fantastic, won't it? I mean, yeah. whoever yeah. gets top side of that, that could go, go a fair way to, in terms of who's going to actually progress. But I'd probably go with Alex and I'd, I'd definitely go with Mads Anderson as well. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, yeah. in terms of yeah, his, definitely. if you look at his stats, his interceptions, clearances, all those sort of things, he figures very highly in terms of the, in terms of the championship, doesn't he? And you know, he, he obviously came back from the lockdown a, a different different player, didn't he? And I think in terms of his mentality, his approach. I mean, I remember watching at the end of last season. I don't, don't know what you guys thought. It's as if somebody had just got hold of him and said, "Look, just clear your lines. That's the first thing. Don't put put your foot on the ball and think you're Alan Hansen. Just you know, play the percentages, clear clear your lines. He reads the game well." He's he's not lightning fast, but he's fast enough if that if that sort of makes sense. And he's he's been ultra consistent for me this season. And, and do you think we're not having fans in those helped him as well possibly, come on yeah. as much as he has? Yeah, he got possibly. a fair bit of stick, didn't he? Um, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's, was his last his last game. I seem to remember was it the Birmingham game? It, it, it was it was about February last year, wasn't it? And Barnsley, Barnsley lost and. He made a mistake, I think, for the goal. Yeah, didn't he? yeah. Then, did. he, then he sort of came out, I think, didn't he? The firing line. Then we had COVID, and yeah, he's come back. He's probably easing to it a bit that way. But I think he's he's grown men- mentally stronger, and having Helic next to him, and, you know, Solbar as well. I mean, Helic as well. I, I, I think I'm going to say Callum Britton as well. A word from him. I mean, he obviously came. From MK Don's no experience of, of the championship. He came, was it the start of uh, October? He's been fantastic, hasn't he? He's, he looks, yeah. he looks a sort of player. I think the biggest tribute maybe. I don't really think he looks like he's been here for years, doesn't he? I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's a, he's a ball of energy. He gets through so much work down that, down that right. Discipline in his, in his defending, um, in, and supplements the attack on the right. You know where possible and he, he's had a, had a terrific season he's a great age and he's another one I'm sure that you know clubs are going to be starting to, to look at him but let's let's hope he stays at Barnsley yeah um, Ian Leon just mentioned um, a few players there do you think there's any danger that if we don't make it to Wembley and subsequently into the Premier League that some of these uh, Barnsley would need to be really strong because Playing at the level we have done, the results we have got, and obviously going into the playoffs, 
there's lots of eyes on these young lads, aren't there? Because for, for, for certain clubs, these are just at the right age. They've got that experience under the belt, but they can still be moulded into maybe something that would suit any other team. And who are the dangers for you, player-wise, that could maybe leave if we don't get up here? Could be half most of the playing squad, to be fair. I think it is. It's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, crikey, there'll be enough people looking at the manager, never mind the players. Um, if they don't, if they don't make it this time, it's, it, it's still been a special season. And 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 I said at the weekend, they have got absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain. And the other three teams have got everything to lose with these playoffs. They've got a lot more riding on it. So if they don't go, I, I just think the board have got to be strong. The owner, they've all got to be strong and try and keep them at least for another 12 months. Some of them, some players might want to go. You don't know that their heads might get turned, but you just hope that they're a bit strong and they, and they say no. They've tied them down for long contracts and try and convince, well, hopefully the, the atmosphere at the club is so positive as it seems to be that they're going to want to stay and do another 12 months and have another crack and at the championship, um, that that's always the danger, isn't it? You look at you look at the side that Heckingbottom had a few years ago, and it all uh, what great players they had, Hurricane and Winnall, etc. And, and Hamill, and it all kind of they sold the crown jewels, didn't they? And, and it fell apart. And I just hope that they can look, the club can learn from that and, and try and try and keep as much of this group together as they can. Steve, for you, who's been the biggest revelation this season? Um, I've got to agree with, uh, with Leon. I'm a big fan of Mads Anderson. Um, it, like I said before, it was a toss-up between him and, and Helic for player at season. Uh, I just think he's come on so much from that last, from that last game last season. When he, he was, he were called from a pig to a dog. Uh, and he, he, was, he was poor. He made a shocking mistake and I think if if Struberd had still been here, he'd have gone. Uh, he'd have probably packed in and become a, a milkman or something like that, more than likely. Um, but no, he. I think not having fans in has helped him. I've got to be honest about that. But I think with Ishmael coming in and him being a centre half in his own right, he's seen what 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 Anderson's got, and he's he's sort of. He's brought it out of him, and you can see now he is going to be, you know, he's nearly he's nearly there, but he's going to be a really cultured, ball playing centre half in the likes of Ari Andersu, that sort of thing. I think I think he could be as good quite easily. Um, same with Helic, you know, Helic has been absolute rock and popped up with goals as well. So for me, as I say. I think the thing with Anderson, I think you're absolutely both of you are absolutely spot on with it. I think I looked at him previous season, last season, and, that, and he always had an error in him in the yeah, game, yes. and it was always a high-profile one. It'd lead to a goal, yeah. um, and you felt for him, but you always and he had the ball at his feet, and you just kept thinking, keep it simple, just and like you say, don't become, don't think you're Alan Hansen or somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's probably what Ismail's done. He's probably just, like you say, he's an ex-centre half himself, put his arm around him and said, look, just play it simple. You know, we're not, you, you don't have to be anything fancy. It's a tough league. The, you just play it simple. And I think, it, I think that's, and obviously the crowd not on his back. I mean, you get 13,000 people on your back, you're going to feel it, aren't you? Yeah, um, sure. But I, th I think, true, it, he's cut those errors out and he's made the game look very simple and he makes it look 
quite and I think times as well. Positional sense as well. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that has an effect, doesn't it? Because if you have defenders with a mistake and if they can cost you goals, surely that filters through the midfield and up front because you're working twice as hard, always catching up. He's just doing the simple things easy. And he will probably find out that if a ball comes and you hoof it into Rolls Edge or over to West End, you get a round of applause. Because that's yeah. all we ask, isn't it? I don't ask him to go past four or five players, but look at his assist. Because actually, in set pieces, he's he's become, um, you know, scored a couple of goals. But actually, in set pieces, he's got five or six assists, I believe, this season. Maybe probably from corners and free kicks. Um, and and there is really, I suppose, there is a consensus that it's probably very easy to to set up a team. Well, maybe not the front three, but who's going to start for Barnsley? Um, against Swansea. Um, looking at the Swansea side, Leon, um, they're a very good side. I mean, I've picked yeah. out, as, as I've done before, Conor Horahan, because I think he's a match winner. Not only a, a genuinely really, really nice person, he is a fantastic yeah. footballer. Andre Ayew, same. But we mustn't forget, these are 30 and 31. The pace and energy that Barnsley's got, if you look through the, the, the Swansea side, yeah. it's an ageing side, isn't it? Is, is that something you think? Because... They found us out, but I think um, Valir Ismail knows better now how to set up against dull sides that play that type of football to try and catch yeah. you out. Um, what, what's your thought? Can, can age, can that be, it's on our side because we're a far younger squad, but will that, will that help the Reds? Or can you say actually with age comes experience as well? Yeah, I mean, I think that they're reasonably well balanced though, aren't they? They've got people like, you know, Connor Roberts and, Jamal Lowe as well. I mean, I, I think the fascinating thing for me is what formation they actually play. Because they had, they were getting success out of three five two. Then they sort of they sort of switched it to to four three three, didn't they? And and there's a, there's a lot of talk that they'll go back to to three five two for these playoff games because they obviously played that way against Barnsley and went direct as well, and it, and, it, and it sort of worked. And I suppose they were, I think they were probably the, the first team to go a little bit long, weren't they, to counter um, Barnsley's way of playing. So that, that'll that be yeah. fascinating to see which way they go. I mean, you think they'll just, they probably would, would do that and have the, have the two um, two up front. Um, I think they'll be really sort of t um, interesting tactical um, games. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily read too much in, in the fact that, um, you know, Swansea have done the double over, over Barnsley. This is a, it's a separate competition now, isn't it? And um, yeah, I mean, just just a fasc fascinating contest, and I, I I wouldn't be too surprised if it was quite cagey on on Monday, and and it all goes it all goes back to Wales. It could even you know even a draw, even Swansea, even if Swansea nicked it, I wouldn't be it, obviously disappointed in some respects. Because let's hope it isn't, but I wouldn't be too massively downcast. I think it will. I would have thought it'll go quite deep into the game um, in Wales in terms of who who wins this tie and um, you know all set fair should be a cracker and obviously the fans are there small percentage of fans which is which is great but it's it could be a bit like a, you know knockout Champions League game really ta really tactical yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, not not much of a quarter given in the first one. Um, we talked about Alex Morwood earlier, uh, Ian. How important is it, A, that he, he's... I know he only missed a match for, you know, he was precaution, but he is training. Obviously, he will be playing. Um, is this one of those matches that's won or lost in midfield for Barnsley? Could be, when you've got a match-up with Hurricane. Um, 
Yeah. Grimes as well, isn't he? There's, battle, yeah. there's, there's, there's battles all over the pitch. I think you look at, uh, Leon mentioned, and I made the same notes, Hurricane, Jamal Lowe, Andre Ayew. And there's an argument to be said, have they got the legs? Um, but then you've got the experience. You give Lowe or Ayew a sniff in the box and it's in the back of the net. You yeah. can see the free kick on the edge of your box. Hurricane gets the ball, you're panicking straight away. So... Back to your question, I suppose there is a that is a key battle, but I think there's battles all over the pitch. You know, yeah. Henderson, Anderson, Hellick, I've got to watch IU, Low, them type of players. It, it could be there's going to be battles all over. Um, I wouldn't just highlight midfield, although it is a key battle. Yeah. Steve, uh, the, the scenario all sort of changed over the last few weeks of where we were finished, who we were going to play. Um, in your heart of hearts, huh. is, is Swansea the best of, you know, or would you have preferred Brentford? Go on, I'll, I'll, I'll answer that, the, the old generic answer. Um, you know, all three games would have been difficult. <laughs> you could uh, work for the club. <laughs> I could work for a club, eh? <laughs> Boris, get ready. Get ready, son, I'm after your job. Uh, no, you know what I mean? Uh, out of all of them, if I was, like you say, heart of arts, I'm glad we'd avoid, we avoided Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, I know they're on a bit of a bad run, but they've got millions and millions of pounds worth of strikers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so in a way, I'm glad we avoided them. I've got to be honest, I don't think age makes one apath a difference against Swansea. Um, like you said, it's experience. That Andre Ayew frightens me to death. Uh, I think he could be a real game changer, probably more than Uran will be. Um, and Brentford... Dare I say that we could be Brentford's bogey team? I don't know. Um, they always say that you've got a bogey team and maybe we are Brentford's, which would be nice to, to think if we can get past Swansea, that ideally it'd be Brentford in final. That's just me uh, wishing, I suppose. I don't forget, Brentford have been in nine player finals and lost them all, haven't they? They've never really won one. Um, so it could be. Well, you had to throw, be, had to throw that one in, didn't you? So <laughs> just, just in case Billy the Beef is listening, um, <laughs> we are aware. I, um, I think Steve Spawn, just, just Carlo, I just, just quickly, I just, I think he's spot on about Bournemouth. They're the ones that I want to avoid. Yeah. It's just the weight of numbers, isn't it? Their, their squad really, I mean, there's pressure on them to go. They, they should have finished in the top two, yeah, really, shouldn't they? You look at the sort of squad they've got, and if they don't go up, it'd be a major disappointment. So I'm I'm pretty glad Barnsley haven't got them. If things weren't going necessarily right for Bournemouth, they'd just bring on a couple of a couple of big hitters from yeah. the bench, wouldn't they? It would be though, Ian, an unfashionable fairy tale and gives hope to loads of clubs should Barnsley do it, shouldn't it? Absolutely. And and I think I said on the last podcast that there's always a team that comes along and gets in the playoffs that you don't expect. There's always the usual um like in previous years, it's been the Fulhams and the Swansea's and, and teams like that. But there's always a side that comes along and is a surprise package. And they tend to be the ones who've got nothing to lose and perform and sometimes go up. And this year it's Barnsley. Uh, but yeah, it absolutely. Um, on the shoestring, a couple of right appointments, it all clicks. And, and it's not just the results, it's the performances as well. The football has been great to watch as well. Um, just to close off, then I'm not going to ask for um, sort of you know forecast of scores because I think it, it's it's incredibly hard. Um, if the season would have finished now, Steve, just can you summarise in five words what this season has meant for you? 
And that's for all five three, words. so you can start oh, thinking. Christ I've put Steve on the spot because I know him very well and he's very good with words. So in five words, how would you describe Barnsley seasons? Uh, Barnsley season this season. I can play some music if you want. We're sponsored by Nintendostore.com. <laughs> and yeah, there will be a competition question. for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. there going, will be a competition question. And they've given us loads of merchandise to give away during these playoffs. So there will be a competition question on uh, on Twitter. And I just keep yapping away while I see Steve's cogs turning and turning. And turning. <laughs> so, go on then. Five, five words to describe this season for me would be surprising, yeah. exciting, yeah. frustrating, um, exhilarating at times. Yeah, I've got to say that. And um, it's turning now to be quite scary. <laughs> okay, it is because we're three, we're three games away, aren't we? Do you but know what I are. mean? We, we could be playing, we could be playing the likes of Jurgen Klopp next season and stuff like that. And it's listen, fairy tales. If if we if we get a decent result on Monday night, next week's show will start with Bon Jovi. Oh, we're halfway there. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, Leon, you're a man of many words, a very good oh, word. Yeah. Oh God, how would you put that? Five words. Uh... Magnificent, uh, compelling, record-breaking. Is that class as two words? No, it's one. <laughs> no, you're, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Don't put a hyphen in no. between. We'll just... uh, ru- yeah, ru- ruthless in some respects. You know, the last one's got to be Ismail, hasn't it? Let's let's be honest. Yeah, 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 definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Ian, what about you? Uh, I think most of them have been used, but I think I think the Reds are going up. I was like, that's fine. <laughs> oh, nice one! Nice one! Um, listen, yeah. I think I think to all the fans that are listening, to those that are lucky enough to to, to get a ticket in the ballot, enjoy, enjoy. And yeah, we interviewed Sean Dooley two weeks ago, and Sean came out with the saying, "If you're going, whether that's on Monday or next season, whether we're in the Premier League or in the Championship, we need to be more Val." Don't start whistling when one of your players in your shirts make a mistake. Yeah, be like Val yeah. and encourage them and get behind them. So for those going on Monday, be more Val. Um, Steve, enjoy yourself. Just because I'm you. not going, that doesn't mean you can FaceTime me and WhatsApp me and send me pictures and everything else. Um, I'll get you on Facebook, mate. And I'll film it for you. I'll I'm, film sh- it I'm, for sh- you. I'm sure you don't, because you know you're not. <laughs> you know you're not allowed. <laughs> I won't um, do that. No, I follow. I follow. Other streams are not available. Please it's don't. Not, it's them. not on iFollow either, because it's on Sky. Um, oh, it's they are then. No dodgy downloads of Sky either then. I think this is just what what flavour icing can be on the cake, isn't it? Because we've got the cake, we've got the icing. And if we don't make it, I just hope, I just hope that fans, you know, remain um, true to the club and just realise what a mammoth achievement this has been. And people yeah. talk about, uh, you know, the 96, 97 season. But that was a season where all the way upwards, upwards, upwards. It wasn't yeah. like that. We've had management changes. We've had no fans in the stadium. There's been no 12th man. So whatever happens, it's been an amazing and a memorable season. Yeah. Uh, we will be back next week to look at what happened last Monday. Well, next Monday, actually. It'll be last Monday when we do it, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, Steve, thank you very much. Leon, no um, are, are you going Monday, Leon? Yes, yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm going for the Swansea game as well. So I put... To plot my route over the, the Brecon Beacons or whatever it is. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, good luck with um, that. Yeah. And, and enjoy yourself. And and yeah. I've, I've said it before, not only because you're on the show, 
I just enjoy. You can have match reports, can't you? You can have match report that in the third minute somebody passed and it was a goal because we were over the line of back and then. But you always flavour it with there's that bit of information that, that makes it just so relatable to football fans. So please keep keep doing that because keep I'm it. with thoroughly keep enjoying it. it. And you. Ian, you as well. Um, let's uh, let's see where we go. And um, whatever you do, I'm sure we'll be speaking again soon, mate. Yes, thanks for having me on. Cheers, good to no see problem. you. No problem. You've been listening to the Reds Report. Um, enjoy Monday, whether you're at home on Sky or like Steve. Be like Steve and be like Val. I talk well, but get behind the Reds. Explore New Jersey in every season. From 130 miles of sunny shorelines to waterfalls, rivers, and majestic mountainsides, visit the East Coast's most scenic parks, iconic venues, and historic landmarks. Discover artistic places and inspiring spaces, gaming, nightlife, views of center stage, and true New Jersey adventures that go on for days. Plan your itinerary today at visitnj.org. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping. And Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Find beatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.